the Nam tribe, one branch, that is, was gained from events of last winter. Walter's father was one of Atticus's clients. After a dreary conversation in our living room one night about his entailment, before Mr. Cunningham left, he said, Mr. Finch, I don't know when I'll ever be able to pay you. Let that be the least of your worries, Walter, Atticus said. When I asked Jem what entailment was, and Jem described it as a condition of having your tail in a crack, I asked Atticus if Mr. Cunningham would ever pay us. Not in money, Atticus said. Before the year's out, I'll have been paid. You watch. We watched. One morning, Jem and I found a load of stove wood in the backyard. Later, a sack of hickory nuts appeared on the back steps. With Christmas came a crate of smilax and holly. That spring, when we found a croaker sack full of turnip greens, Atticus said Mr. Cunningham had more than paid him. Why does he pay you like that? I asked. Because that's the only way he can pay me. He has no money. Are we poor, Atticus? Atticus nodded. We are indeed. Jem's nose wrinkled. Are we as poor as the Cunninghams? Not exactly. The Cunninghams are country folks, farmers, and the crash hit them the hardest. Atticus said professional people were poor because the farmers were poor. As Macomb County was farm country, nickels and dimes were hard to come by for doctors and dentists and lawyers. And what was only a part of Mr. Cunningham's vexations. The acres not entailed were mortgaged to the hilt, and the little cash he made went to interest. If he held his mouth right, Mr. Cunningham could get a WPA job, but his land would go to ruin if he left it, and he was willing to go hungry to keep his land and to vote as he pleased. Mr. Cunningham, said Atticus, came from a set breed of men. As the Cunninghams had no money to pay a lawyer, they simply paid with what they had. Did you know, said Atticus, that Dr. Reynolds works the same way? He charges some folks a bushel of potatoes for delivery of a baby. Miss Scout, if you give me your attention, I'll tell you what entailment is. Jem's definitions are very nearly accurate sometimes. If I could have explained these things to Miss Caroline, I would have saved myself some inconvenience and Miss Caroline's subsequent mortification. But it was beyond my ability to explain things as well as Atticus, so I said, You're shaming him, Miss Caroline. Walter hasn't got a quarter at home to bring to you. You can't use any stove wood. Miss Caroline stood stock still, then grabbed me by the collar and hauled me back to her desk. Jane Louise, I've had about enough out of you this morning, she said. You're starting off on the wrong foot in every way, my dear. Hold out your hand. I thought she was going to spit in it, which was the only reason in Makeham anybody held out his hand. It was a time-honored method of sealing oral contracts. Wondering what bargain we had made, I turned to the class for an answer. But the class looked back at me in puzzlement. Miss Caroline picked up a ruler and gave me a half dozen quick little pats and then told me to stand in the corner. A storm of laughter broke loose when it finally occurred to the class that Miss Caroline had whipped me. When Miss Caroline threatened it with a similar fate, the first grade exploded again, becoming cold sober only when the shadow of Miss Blunt fell over them. Miss Blunt, a native Macombian as yet uninitiated in the mysteries of the decimal system, appeared at the door, hands on hips, and announced, 
If I hear another sound from this room, I'll burn up everybody in it. Miss Caroline, the sixth grade cannot concentrate on the pyramids for all this racket. My sojourn in the corner was a short one. Saved by the bell, Miss Caroline watched the class file out for lunch. As I was the last to leave, I saw her sink down into her chair and bury her head in her arms. Had her conduct been more friendly toward me, I would have felt sorry for her. She was a pretty little thing. Chapter 3